Welcome to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast with your host, Heather Mann. Hello and welcome back to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast. My name is Heather. I am an evolutionary astrologer and human design reader from Melbourne. Um, This is the 31st episode of the show um, and I'm recording on Sunday the 5th of July. So we're actually at our six-month birthday as a podcast this week, so that's cute. Um, Still very much such a small babe, um, but starting to find our footing, I feel, as a podcast family. Okay, so today we're doing an interactive, fun, and DIY-y type topic, Um, really bringing it back to you as a person. So I feel like right now, with everything that's going on in the world, if we don't have those regular reminders that we exist as a human outside of the, you know, hot mess that is the internet right now. Um, We can really get pulled down into the stress-inducing, the relentless rabbit hole that is online. So this episode is about uh, something that I've been doing for the past few months, and today I'm going to show you guys how to do it as well, and that is to track the moon Um, and the transits of the moon and the moon phases and the moon through the signs and the moon moving through your natal chart in a lunar journal um, to get to know the feeling of each planet as the transiting moon touches upon certain planets in your astrology chart, like your birth chart. So to see how the transits affect you and your life. Uh, It's really the ultimate self-teaching tool for astrology as you get to know the feeling and the impact of transits, the moon transits firsthand. Um, first, before we get into that, my week. So yes, I had the love, the loveliest, most relaxing, best time camping. Um, I wish I was still there. I mean, to be fair, I camped for only one night. Um, got a hotel, made my sister get a hotel for the other two nights because it was just too cold. Um, And yes, I am a bit of a baby when it comes to this, but I feel like that night of camping really did toughen me up. So we'll see for the future. That being said, I'm terrified of snakes, like absolutely nothing else. So as soon as winter's over and the coldness is gone, there's always the risk of a snake slithering into your sleeping bag, um, which I've seen on far too many Australian outdoor-y type shows. So we'll see. Maybe camping is not my thing. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. But if you do ever get the chance to go to the Grampian Grampian Mountain Ranges in Victoria, just go. Um, I've been a few times before, but this is the first time I've camped there. But honestly, every time I find myself just wanting to melt into the rocks, if that were possible, just like become a part of it. Um, like my heart just literally sinks into the rocks. Um, yeah, I was like climbing waterfalls. I just had the best time and felt more human than I had in a really long time. I had been getting into like bouldering and rock climbing indoors before uh, the first lockdown started happening. And obviously um, indoor rock climbing facilities, well, they're closed. They're still very closed. Um, They're not exactly hygienic. Uh, They stink at the worst of times of other people's bodily fluids etc god this is gross um but yeah so they all closed down and I was getting really into it and I was getting really good and 
yes, I haven't gotten to do bouldering or rock climbing in a really long time. So I'm still a beginner, so I didn't do anything extreme at the Crampians, but just like climb some rocks wherever I could. And it was so much fun. Um, and I also had another classic Mercury retrograde experience this past week. So I literally ran into a person that I hadn't spoken to in six years, like an old best friend, essentially from primary school, high school. Um, and I'd kind of really been avoiding them because I mean, yeah, we were best friends, but when I had a bit of a breakdown in my early twenties, um, I stopped speaking to literally, literally everyone I knew. I didn't know how to have friends or have relationships just at that particular part in my time. And I didn't know how to explain to them what I was going through because I felt like they had such wonderful, shiny, happy, perfect lives. Um, and I didn't know how to explain what I was going through internally. So I know I hurt um, a lot of people by just falling off the face of the earth. And I'd really been too chicken to apologize. Um, but it seems that the Mercury retrograde in Cancer knew what I needed, knew that little uh, nudge. I guess, that I needed um, and really wanted to because I'd been wanting to apologize for so long and reconnect for so long. But yeah, I ran into her like one of them and apologized. And I think we're going to get coffee soon. And it is really nice because, you know, it truly was just my pride that kept me holding back from ever contacting the people that I fell away from. Um, because at the time, I just didn't know how to open my heart and let people see how badly I was hurting and everything that was going on. So I miss these friends all the time. Like there is nothing like old friends and people who've known you since you were a kid, basically. Um, and my heart holds such a warm place for these humans. So, um, but how about your Mercury retrogrades um, and the other retrogrades too still going on? Like anything coming back around, any uh, of these chances for emotional healing of stuff that has been maybe ignored by you for a long time coming up. Um, yeah, something to keep in mind. So now the DIY time. Um, but firstly, I guess the why, like why would you keep track of lunar transits when learning astrology um, and really learning about yourself too? So the moon is the fastest moving celestial body that we use in astrology. Um, the moon changes signs every two and a half days. So that means that for about two and a half days, it'll be in the sign of Aries. Then it will shift into Taurus and will be in Taurus for two and a half days. Then Gemini and so, it and so on and so forth. It moves through the signs. Um, and as it does so, it also travels through the different areas of your your birth chart, your natal chart. And so the moon will at some point during the month touch or create a conjunction with um, and oppose and square and all the other uh, aspects. If you don't know what that means, that doesn't matter. Um, but it will during throughout the entire month um, touch every planet within your birth chart and it'll move through every uh, house or every area of life re represented in your birth chart birth chart too. Um, so within a month of tracking, you can get a feel for what each and every other planet feels like. Because the moon is a very sensitive, like feelings-based part of our body, of our psyche. Um, its movements impact our body rhythms too, what our body feels like. And 
and what our emotions feel like too. And as as the moon moves through the sky each month um, and through our chart, it will touch every single placement in our chart. So let's just say that you have this your sun in Aries. So you were born an Aries sun um, with the moon in Gemini and a Sagittarius rising. So when the moon um, right now is moving through Aries, uh, you can get a feeling for, so when, yeah, when the moon is in Aries, like in the present moment, um, you'll get a feeling for how your sun sign feels when it rubs up against the moon. Um, when, you know, so if you have that sun in Aries, when the moon is also in Aries, you're going to get the feeling for their connection. How, how that the moon being in Aries impacts your sun in Aries. And then when the moon is in Gemini, if you do have that Gemini moon, then I like to think of that as kind of your personal new moon for the month. Um, you know, but you can look at it anyway. So yeah, you can just sort of get the feel for what it feels like when your moon sign, uh, sorry, when the transiting moon sign returns to your natal moon sign too when they touch each other and then same thing like when the transiting moon is in Sagittarius it's going to cross your ascendant your rising sign and so you can begin to understand the feelings of your ascendant that little bit deeper just getting to know what each and every one of your placements feels like through the month um you get to know each planet on quite a personal level in the quickest way possible uh, through the month. So it'll probably take at least, at least two or three moon cycles to get to know the themes um, though. But it can be really interesting, you know, just looking at it for one month. So after two months of tracking my personal lunar cycles, I noticed that every time the moon touched my natal Chiron, so the days that the moon moved through, the day that the moon moved, the the moon moved through 22 degrees of Leo, where Chiron sits in my chart. Uh, on those days, for both of those two months, I felt completely useless. Just out of nowhere, felt completely useless, completely worthless. Um, and it was gone as quick as it came up too. Like, you know, the next day I was like, mm, damn, that was low. That was, I felt really bad yesterday. Um, but now I feel quite clear. And I also track my menstrual cycle alongside the lunar cycle all in this one journal. Um, and it also so happened that for the last couple of months uh, that the moon crossing my Chiron, uh, those particular days where the moon's in Leo, has also happened like in the depths of my luteal phase in my cycle. And so those feelings of int intensity were just amplified. Um, and so now I can know that and see that I'm going to need extra love and support and practices on that particular day. Like I'm going to need a good solid meditation practice, uh, really for the few days surrounding that when the moon is in Chiron, going to need like healthy food to keep my hormones as balanced as possible, um, and avoid as much PMS as possible or whatever it is like, you know, and then I can plan ahead to minimize that devastating though very fleeting, um, experience of emotions. So if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I 
Think of Chiron in our charts as really that tenderest wound in your heart that's always hurting. Um, And sometimes it hurts in a really beautiful way and just reminds you that you are human and you're alive and you're capable of feeling pain. But sometimes it can take over your entire existence and cloud your judgment, make you make bad decisions and yeah, just hurt. And so in Leo, uh, you know, which is where my Chiron is, that is the wound of not being good enough, not being good enough to shine. Um, the things that make me individual are what make me dislikable, etc. That's the general wound. And this wound gets triggered by the transiting moon every month when the moon passes through Leo. And so you are all going to have Chiron as some somewhere in your chart so you can notice what it feels like for you when the moon um, moves over your natal Chiron. Uh, But that, you know, that's exactly the same as every single placement in your chart too. So your natal Mars, we did an episode on Mars a couple of episodes back. So it's really your energy, your drive and motivation in this life. And that's getting triggered every month when the moon moves through the same sign of your Mars um, in your birth chart. So what does it feel like for you when that happens? Is there a great big burst of energy or do you feel drained like it's all too much and you just have no energy? And then with planning around that, like do you want to plan to have extra work to do on those days or plan it so that you can rest on your monthly, you know, moon-Mars connection days? Um, And plus you're going to now have a monthly personal experience of what moon-Mars transits can feel like and thus like a deeper a deeper personal experience of what Mars feels like in a in a chart to other people. If you do want to do astrology for other people at some point. Um, and you know, you can also track less regular transits. So solar transits or sun transits are really fun to track too. These are yearly because the sun takes a year to move through our entire birth chart. So once a year, the sun is going to pass over your natal Venus. It's going to pass over your rising sign. Once a year, it'll pass over your Mars placement. Once a year, it'll pass over um, your Mercury Mercury placement. And so you can make note of these in your journal um, as well, you know, so it doesn't have to be just the lunar rhythms that you're noting down. Like you can track all the transits essentially that are going on. Um, as many or as little as you like, and just begin to feel what these transits feel like for you. Uh, It's all information gathering to know more either just for yourself or to understand it more for your family, for your friends, uh, or again, for other people too, if you want to do astrology in a more professional way someday. Um, You guys know I'm a huge proponent of learning by doing, uh, learning through personal experience, And you do feel each of these planets all the time. And by tracking transits with your mood, by what's going on in your life, uh, what you're thinking about, what happens to you that day and so on, like that is a brilliant way to learn by personal experience. Um, And if you guys do have my human design and holistic health course, uh, you know that keeping a lunar journal is something that I recommend a lot for reflectors. Um, because reflectors are so deeply connected to the moon. And then for generator types, I recommended like a solar journal to track how your energy ebbs and flows as the sun moves through a 24-hour period and also through 
a 365-day period too moving through your natal chart that can give generator types like massive clues as to how to care for their unique body and energy because they are so solar-powered. Um, but it's not specific to these two types. Like every every single person, every type can learn so much from tracking celestial rhythms, um, you know, moon, sun, and any other planet, uh, both for physical health, for mental health, emotional health, um, but even just for a deeper self-awareness and a deeper self-understanding and to understand on a deeper level um, all the t- all the time, like the way that we are personally impacted by these celestial movements, these celestial events. So that's the why. Um, so how do you actually keep a lunar journal? I mean, there are probably many different ways to set it up. So I'm just going to share how I set mine up. Um, first, get yourself a journal. It can be as beautiful as you like or as simple as you like. Mine right now is just a sketchbook that I found in the spare room at my parents' house, um, which never got used. Uh, probably from when I was in school, basically. Um, but, you know, I did draw some moons and stars and night skies on the first few pages of this to make it a bit more cozy and special and, you know, personalized to what I'm using it for. What I'll do is I'll upload some pictures probably of my journal that I'm using right now onto Instagram, um, which I'll link in the show notes because, you know, explaining the how to uh, is a little bit harder over the voice. I'm going to do my best, but this is how I set mine up. So I have a two page spread um, and I have three days on that two page spread. So I do take up quite a bit of room. Um, I find this gives me enough space for noting down all the transits and then also all just the notes and observations that I want to include. Uh, firstly, I'll note the phase that the moon is in, like, is it waxing? Is it waning? Is it full? Is it a new moon? Uh, and then I draw a little moon of what it looks like in the sky that day. Um, just basing on what I know of what a waxing moon looks like, etc. Um, then I'll note the degree and sign that the moon is in when I'm making my notes. So I'll check on astro.com. Um, astro.com has a chart of the moment, which you can click on on their homepage. And then when you click on that, you'll see the permission, the permission, oh my goodness, the position of the planets at that exact moment. So if the moon is at 12 degrees of Capricorn, when I'm filling out my journal for the day. I'm going to note that down. Um, even though because the moon moves so quickly, it's going to move through several degrees during the day. Um, if you wanted to be precise, you could say like write down the moon that the moon moved from five degrees of Capricorn to 18 degrees of Capricorn or whatever it was throughout the day, but that's just a little bit fiddly for me. Um, So I just go with where it is in the moment that I'm filling it out and know, you know, to give or take uh, probably like five or six degrees either side when thinking about transits um, and what planets the moon came close to that that day, if that makes sense. I'll explain it a bit better. Uh, Next, then I note down what day of my cycle that I'm in and which fate phase I'm in. So 
um, you know, am I on day day one of my cycle, day 12 of my cycle? Am I in the follicular phase? Am I in the luteal phase, etc. Um, obviously, if you don't have a menstrual cycle, then this would not be something you note down. And you don't have to as well. I'm just tracking it all together. Um, tracking all my cycles. So I'll then note down any aspects that the moon is making to my chart. So at 12 degrees of Capricorn, which is where it is right now, um, the moon is within a, a few degrees of my midheaven, uh, within a few degrees of my natal, natal Uranus and a few degrees of my natal Neptune. They're all in Capricorn. Um, between 12 and 16 degrees. So I would keep that in mind when I make any notes later about how I'm feeling that day and what's going on for me that day, you know? So just knowing that Uranus can feel supercharged and electric and buzzing and yeah, even cause a um, more intense reaction to caffeine and other things like that. Uh, Neptune can feel quite lethargic um, or just really connected to the spirit world uh, and be really good for like channeling and whatever. So I'd keep that in mind when I'm making my notes later on, like, well, how did I feel today? What was going on? And does it relate to what I know of the planets that is going on in my chart right now? Uh, But this whole exercise is for you to get to know how these planets feel for you, not not what a book or a person tells you what it should feel like. Okay, so for the next little section, I draw a little sun. Uh, I then note down the sign and the degree that the sun is in. So today, the astro.com chart of the moment tells me that the sun is at 13 degrees of Cancer. So I'll note that down. Um, I'll then note down any aspects that the sun is making to my chart, my birth chart. So... The sun at 13 degrees of cancer is conjunct my IC in my natal chart, the line of home and family and lineage uh, and ancestry in astrology. And then I would also note, note down that today is a full moon and also an eclipse. Um, and then next I do some brief little ratings for my energy and yeah, just some things that I'm tracking. So I rate three items in particular right now on a scale of one to 10. So I rank my creativity um, of that day on a scale of one to 10. I rank my curiosity. So how much I feel like learning and how much I feel like taking in information on a scale of one to 10. And then I rank my vitality or really my level of aliveness and health and energy for that day on a scale of one to 10. Um, These are the three cycles that I'm personally tracking through the month right now, but you can track anything. Um, I also track my pain because, you know, I've spoken about before on this podcast that I have fairly chronic shoulder and jaw jaw pain, um, which I'm 100% committed to healing right now. Uh, So I do keep track of my pain through the month um, to see how it goes up and down and, you know, what else is going in my life and in the stars. Um, depending on how it goes up and down, see if there's any patterns. Um, then next I have a space for any other transits that are currently going on. So what I mean by this is that I look at the astro.com chart of right now, 
Um, and I notice if any planets are currently making a square, an opposition or conjunction to planets in my chart. And if that means nothing to you or sounds completely um, wild, just ignore it. Um, but if you do have a more kind of complex astrology knowledge or practice, you might like to track these other planetary transits as well. Um, so right now I know that over the next six, seven months or so, I have Chiron just a couple of degrees away from my ascendant, from my rising sign. And I'm keeping an eye on that just to, you know, get to know what it feels like to have Chiron uh, crossing your ascendant. Um, and then I also have right now Venus and the transiting Venus is in Gemini um, at nine degrees and that's opposite my natal Venus in Sagittarius at nine degrees. Um, I think it was about that anyway. So it was either seven degrees or nine degrees, but either way, they're very close um, over the next few days. So I'll make a note of these transits too, but again, you know, you don't have to do all this. Um, just stick to the lunar stuff. Even just tracking the moon phase, you can learn so much about your own personal cycles and experience of how these bodies that, you know, we don't really connect to um, in the same way that humans who lived outside maybe did, it can really bring you back to that feeling of connection with what's going on in the sky and what's going on in nature too and how it impacts your personal rhythms, your personal moods, etc. Uh, so then next up, I usually, this is not related to astrology, but I make a note of the food that I ate that day too, because, you know, again, I'm so committed to figuring out the foods that flare up my shoulder pain and those that don't, those that make it feel better, or at least like not as intense. So you really can personalize this lunar journal for your own goals, for what you're tracking in yourself, um, what you want to learn about yourself or about astrological planets and transits. Um, and then for the last section of each day, I leave plenty of room for making notes. So you can note down anything like what kind of mood you're in, um, what you did that day, who you spoke to, any current themes coming up in your life. You can make a note of how well you slept or any dreams that you had. Um, then... Then uh, you might start to straight away relate what's going on with you to the moon and what's what the moon is doing that day. Um, or you might come back at the end of the month and just notice how your mood and experience of life fluctuated. So you might say, for example, that the day that the moon was in Gemini um, and, you know, let's say your Venus is in Gemini, you know, that day you notice that you felt super chatty, vibrant, you felt like being with everyone. Um, but then the next day when the moon moved into Cancer and let's say you have your Mars in Cancer, that day you felt crabby, like being alone and you couldn't understand how quickly you felt so different to how you felt yesterday. So you might come back at the end, end of the month and just notice how these patterns went up and down and how your mood and existence and the person that you are fluctuates and isn't steady and totally regular and exactly the same all the time. And you can really start to appreciate and accept that person for all of their ups and downs. Um, and I just find this practice of tracking 
cycles. I mean, I've only been doing it for two or three months, so I can't go speaking like a expert on it just yet. But I do find it in general, like super helpful to remember that for me, at least like moods and moments don't last forever. Like, I don't know about you, but when I feel low or hopeless, I literally forget that I ever felt high or hopeful. Um, Does that make sense? Like, but when I have this month full of tracking my mood and just how often it can move and how quickly it shifts, then I can remember that even when I feel like I'll never feel good again. Um, Tomorrow, the winds might totally change and I'm going to feel on top of the world and feel like hugging everybody every single person that I see, even though the day before I was like, ugh, what is the point of this life? Um, And then the fun just continues the longer that you track for. So after a few months, you can go back and see if there are any patterns. So what days of the month do you feel most vulnerable? Is there any connection to what's happening to the moon? Um, And so on. Uh, And it can help you plan your month too. Like, plan your self-care to make sure that on the days that you're a little more tender, you take precautions like an early night's sleep or a night at home, binging happy shows on Netflix or, you know, making sure you meditate that day or having some rosemary tea, like as a little nervous system tonic and mood booster. Um, On days that you feel super anxious, you can know in advance and plan to avoid caffeine or whatever stimulates like intense feelings of anxiety for you. Um, you know, just play around with it. See if you notice any patterns, see what happens if you do take care of yourself in these different ways, like kind of preparing for how you think that you might feel based on what's going on with the moon and what's going on with like all the other planetary influences. So that is pretty much the how-tos. If you start tracking your transits using a lunar journal, like tag me on Instagram, Um, I can 100% guarantee your journals will be much prettier than mine. Um, But, you know, I try. I'm happy with mine. It's fine. Um, This Aries Rising does not often have the patience to make things beautiful. I try. Uh, But, yeah, usually it just happens how it happens. Um, But, yeah, how are you guys anyway? So, I mean, it's been a big few weeks. Like, are we staying sane? Are we staying grounded? Um, This is why I felt like it was really time to do an episode that does pull the attention back to you, like what you need, what's going on for you. There's obviously a lot going on constantly in the outside world right now. Like I said at the top of the episode, we can lose ourselves down so many rabbit holes so easy. Um, But yeah, this journal could be like just a simple reminder that you're still a human. Like we're not AI machines just yet. Um, but we have needs, we have emotional needs. We have a stress response that is just like low key constantly triggered right now from the deluge of information that is the internet, like right there at our fingers. Um, and I love staying informed. I love staying curious. I am a Gemini South node. My entire life is spent doing research. Um, But my human, like the human in me just needs a break. Like she needs break from the information overload and she needs reminders that too much information is sometimes a bad thing because I forget how to discern what's true. I get caught up and I start to feel scattered to say the least. Um, So even if it is just little practices like this right now that are pulling you back to the awareness that you are a person, you're a human with individual needs, individual cycles, like that that could be all you need right now. Um, or if you're like me, you'll, 
you know, if you don't remind yourself this, like you'll get pulled away by the tidal wave of information that is available at the press of a button. Uh, anyway, so we'll leave it there. I hope you lovely humans have a good week. I love you lots and I will talk to you next week.